and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, hello and welcome to the NXT review. I hope you're all well. Again, apologies if I uh, cough all over the audio on this podcast. Uh, still not great, but we are getting there. I shall do my best to get through it. Um, showing dedication, having to sit through NXT and bring this podcast, but ah, it's not all bad. The first thing we see is Grayson Waller showing up for his fight in um, in the PC that broke on social media with Bron Breaker. I actually really like that, I must admit. <clears throat> More because I really like Grayson Waller, I guess, but the show then started... Um, the first match was Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. I like the Tiffany Stratton entrance with the cameras and the flashing lights all on her. Seems pretty cool. Indy blasts her off the apron though before the bell rings, before she can even get in the ring. Once the match starts, Indy gets a two count of a drop kick. Stratton offers her a handshake to say sorry, but Indy grabs them and stamps on them instead. Uh, Stratton then sends her into the turnbuckle face first. She hangs Indy's arm up on the top rope and does a sort of springboard thing but on her knees and delivers a senton. She's then in full control. Uh, she hits a handspring splash in the corner and a sit-down thing straight to the face. That got a two count. Hartwell keeps trying to fight back and does eventually do so. She fires up with clotheslines and spinebuster. That got two. Uh, she nails Stratton with a big boot. Stratton sort of claims that she had injured her knee off the distraction of the doctor running down to ringside. Stratton nails Hartwell uh, with a forearm. Does a form of the Kenny Omega's You Can't Escape for the win. It wasn't quite as good as his. <laughs> Her moonsault did look beautiful, though. Although, in theory, there were some impressive-looking things in the match, uh, like the moonsault, like I said, like the springboard sent on, like the handspring. But everything looked way too safe. Um, most of it didn't look like it connected at all, so it just makes it look fake. I do really like Tiffany Stratton, though. Um, I think she's got a really good future in the WWE. As for Indy Hartwell, I just don't see how she progresses from her position in NXT, personally. I don't see her being good enough for the main roster. I don't even see her progressing to sort of championship matches in NXT at the moment. So it doesn't look too bright for her. We then cut backstage and JC Jane's getting interviewed about her relationship with Gigi Dolan. 
she's done with toxic attraction, apparently. More on that later. <clears throat> we see Fear Hale getting ready for her award ceremony. Uh, Diamond Mind have a training video where Drew Gulak and Hank Walker turn up to, to help them. Looks like Ivy Niles now their trainer, it seems. I don't know how that happened. It's then time for the Chase You Award Night thing, award ceremony. Andre Chase welcomes us too. He talks about Fear Hale and her accomplishments. She gets this award for her first victory last week. Uh, Thea cuts a promo thanking everyone, but JD McDonough interrupts. He says, is this how far the standards have slipped now and we're doing participation awards? Uh, he tells Fear Hale, when you hang around with losers, one victory seems like a lot. Uh, Fear Hale wants a scrappy do his ass, but Duke holds her back. <clears throat> Andre Chase says that this university means the world to me, and it means the world to Fear, and it means the world to these fans. Uh, JD points out, uh, you didn't mention Duke there, what about him? Does he care? Uh, JD wants a fight. Andre Chase reveals that he's always ready for a fight. And he's going to give him an Andre Chase size ass whooping. Uh, and he beats him up a bit, gets rid of him from the ring. When we come back from a break, we do then get Andre Chase versus JD McDonough. Uh, Chase was taking it to McDonough. He does the Chase you stomps and a big urinagi for two. JD manages to come back with a clothesline. He goes for the devil inside, but gets nailed by a high knee. He retaliates with a headbutt, though. Uh, Chase pulls out a Canadian destroyer that nearly gets the win, but JD gets his feet on the ropes. Uh, McDonough knocks him off the top rope as Duke Hudson decides to walk away at this point. McDonough then hits the devil inside and wins the match. So I'm going to put it all in together, really. I've got a soft spot for Chase University. I think it's really entertaining. Um, Fear Hale has got something. I really enjoy watching her. And Andre Chase, I don't know, I just pop for him. Um, enjoying their work. The match was nothing really, but it was good enough for what it is. JD McDonough seems to have been relegated quite far though after being in title matches to doing this um yeah fine Keanu James is talking business with her assistant backstage when Fallon Henley and Briggs and Jensen walk in they're all ready for their tag team match later or after a break actually we cut because we come back and it is Keanu James and Fallon Henley <coughs> Versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Uh, Kiana James was about to start the match, but Henley tagged herself in, and there's a bit of like miscommunication bit. Ivy Nile then out wrestles Henley. Uh, Paxley comes in, she hits drop kick from the second rope for a two count. Kiana James tags herself in and takes control. Massive shoulder in the corner. Uh, Paxley hips tosses out of an abdominal stretch though and Ivy Nile <clears throat> gets the hot tag 
She takes out Fallon Henley. Uh, Niall then locks in her reverse guillotine. Keanu James though, grabs her hair from behind the referee's back. Fallon Henley then pins Ivy Niall after a kick to the face. While Keanu James held back Tatum Paxley for the win. Not really into any of this, if I'm honest, but I do think Kiana James has a bright future ahead of her. The New Day are then backstage with uh, Idris Nofi and Malik Blade. They come in, show their respect. Anofi asks for a title shot when schisms show up. And it turns out we're having a New Day Invitational next week to find a fourth team to be in the tag team title match. At Vengeance Day... Is it just me, or are the New Day really annoying in NXT? I really don't like them here. Maybe it's the show that they're on. I don't know. Uh, Bron Breaker shown on his way to work again. Late, as usual. Uh, Apollo Crews is in that Carmelo Hayes barbershop. When he and Trick walk in, Apollo... Uh, came off like a bit of a geek here, really. I suppose that is how NXT book their uh, baby faces, so it makes sense. Kamala Hayes looked like the man, um, but the star of all of this was Trick Williams, who didn't say a lot, but it's just his reactions to everything that was being said. Anyway, we're getting a two out of three fours match between these two at Vengeance Day, which should be good. I'm not really a massive fan of two out of three fours matches, but hey, we'll see what happens here. Uh, Hank Walker and Drew Gulak are then up against the Creed Brothers in our next match. <clears throat> Julius out-wrestles Gulak the same way he did in the video earlier. Uh, Hank gets tagged in and he briefly gets on top, but Brutus comes in and the Creeds do the fireman slam thing that they do. Uh, Gulak comes it back in and delivers a clothesline before we go to a break. <clears throat> when we come back, Drew's in control of Brutus. Brutus, though, belly-to-belly -belly suplexes him and uses those um, smashing punches things that he does. DDT by Gulak. That gets both men down Hank and Julius both get tagged in spin heel kick and suplexes by Julius uh, standing shoot star press as well by Julius Creed followed by a standing moonsault by Brutus that gets a two count Creed's do this weird tag team thing for two I don't even know what you call it Hank breaks up that pin though uh, Brutus pounces Gulak out of the ring but Hank does a wheelbarrowed slam on Julius into a sleeper. Um, they fight back. Brutus comes in, gets a brief sleeper on him as well. But then there's a double clothesline and a double down between Brutus and Hank. Uh, Charlie Dempsey is then at ringside all of a sudden. Gulak comes off the apron to confront him, which leaves Hank all alone. Brutus does a dive bomb splash thing. And wins the match. But some of this was decent. Of course it was. 
with the people in there, minus Hank, obviously. But nowhere near the level of danger you want from a Creed Brothers match. Um, the whole Charlie Dempsey thing is just boring for me. Just get on with it and do it. Who really cares whether Drew Gulak slides with Hank or um, Dempsey? I don't. But after the match, the Creed's grab Mike, they apologise to Ivy Nile for the way they've been and thank her for staying by their side. Indusher then come out with Jinder Mahal. They interrupt again. We're finally going to get the tag team match that we've all wanted next week. Apparently. I think this is the third or fourth time they have said about this match happening. Uh, finally. <coughs> Gigi Dolan gets interviewed backstage about what JC Jane said about her earlier. I won't go into too much detail about them. Tony D'Angelo and Stax then arrive at some restaurant. Um, Tony tells Stax that the streets are talking about the new underboss and Stax says he wants to show his worth by going after the biggest guy he can find. Uh, no word on who that is, but I take it that's happening next week. Then we get Wendy Chu versus Electra Lopez up next. I hope you recognise that I have to sit through shit like this to bring you guys this podcast. Uh, man, I hate the Wendy Chu character. The gimmick has never been funny. And when it did show a little bit of promise in the early parts of the run, it soon died as soon as she cut a promo. Uh, WWE's attempt at the Orange Cassidy ca uh, character obviously came well short of the standards that they've shown over in AEW. Anyway, as for the match, Electra threw Chu around a bit. She threw a pillow at commentary. Valentina Feroz arrived at ringside. Back in the ring, Chu took the fight to Electra Lopez, caught her. And delivered a sit outside walk slam for a two. Uh, Wendy Chu came back again. She delivered a cross body. That got a two count. Uh, Feroz inadvertently distracts the referee for Electra Lopez to use the brass nuts that were in her tights and win the match. Uh, this is rubbish. But at least Electra Lopez is showing. A little bit of promise, I think. Uh, she certainly has the aura to do something good. I have no investment or interest in Wendy Chu at all. Or Valentina Feroz, to be honest with you. Uh, Briggs, Jensen and Henley are backstage. And Jensen tells them that He's got uh, Henley and Kiana James a tag team title match. And for some reason, she's pissed off about this. Why? Uh, doesn't do a lot for the tag titles, does it, really? Stevie Turner decides to stream for her interview instead of turning up for work. Do that next week as well, will you? Uh, I'm sure you... I'm sure she's good in the ring. But this character is already terrible. Hate it. Hated this. 
Grayson Waller then comes to the ring and calls out Bron Breaker. He has his NXT title that he bought himself. Uh, Breaker comes in, sort of trying to be stopped by all these losers. They start brawling all around ringside, but uh, there's enough people there to pull them apart. But Breaker fights free and charges at Waller, but Waller moves and Breaker goes headfirst through the barricade at ringside. I really like this. Uh, I like what they're trying to do with the feud. I'm a big fan of Grayson Waller now. I hated him about two months into his run. But he's won me over big time. Uh, Yeah, good stuff. Even if the barricade spot was way too fake and too obviously fake as well. Obviously gimmicked. You could see that it was gimmicked. Maybe there was a different way they could have shot that. I don't know. Uh, Gallus are then playing pool in a bar because that's what hard people do, apparently. Uh, They talk about getting the tag team titles, I think. I didn't listen to the boring bastards, if I'm honest. Then we got what was meant to have been a handicap match. Alba Fire versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance for the tag team championships. But Sol Ruka comes out and she goes in with Alba Fire to be a tag team partner. Uh, tag champs start the match hot, but Fire gets pissed off and beats down Carter. Sol Ruka tags in and she shows off her athleticism before we go to a break. When we come back, Carter gets a hot tag and wipes out both opponents. She uh, does a Big boot thing on fire while she's up against the ropes. Chance hits a double stomp from the top for a two count. There's an assisted slam thing. That also got a two count. Uh, Sol Ruka gets tagged in. She hit a big springboard splash. Um, Katana Chance broke that up. She also throws Alba Fire into the steel steps on the outside, which leaves Ruka all alone. She gets hit by that cool-looking finisher thing that Um, the champions do and they retain their titles after the match Alba Fire sort of brushes past Sol Ruka in disgust and ends up leaving with Isla Dawn which is kind of what I thought would happen in this match if I'm honest then Fallon Henley and Keanu James are on the regal platform and say basically see you at Vengeance Day she's all of a sudden now happy with the uh Tag team title match. Yeah, all of this was not good. The match had some okay spots in it. I'm still impressed with Sol Ruka, but again, like Tiffany Stratton, some of her stuff looks way too weak. Uh, Way too... What's the word? Conformative? Maybe? I don't know. Uh... Yeah, it looks a little bit fake at times. But whatever, not really into anything else surrounding any of this. Wesley and Dijak are then in a weird dark corner of the Performance Centre ahead of their match at Vengeance Day. Uh, Dijak's character is another on the list, long list actually, of characters that are terrible in NXT. 
I don't know whether they think that what he's doing is cool, but he's far from it. He just sounds like a twat. Cora Jaden gets interviewed backstage about Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria? I don't know how you pronounce the name. Uh, but then Mackenzie gets word that something's going on outside. And it's Nikita Lyons lying on the ground, clutching her knee. It's bloody dangerous around there. I think they need more security. Uh, Andre Chase and Fear Hale try to find out what why uh, Duke Hudson walked out on them. And he says he, yeah, technically he walked out, but he actually went to try and speak to Shawn Michaels about getting a tag team title match. He told them to go and speak to the New Day, so he did that, and uh, uh, yeah, they're in. Okay, fine. I kind of want them to get to win that match, but I don't think they will. Booker T was then in the ring for the main event segment. And it was the uh, championship summit thing between Gigi Dolan, JC Jane and Roxanne Perez. <clears throat> the Toxic Attraction members argue about carrying each other and who's better. Jesus Christ, it was cringy as hell, especially on the side of JC Jane. Uh, Gigi Dolan delivered her a bit, a little bit better, but it's still awful. Roxanne Perez is just glad they're making each other feel the way... They made everyone else in the locker room feel because karma's a toxic bitch. <sighs> uh, toxic attraction, get in each other's face and then give a sinister smile and attack Roxanne Perez and end up putting her through the table with a big spine buster thing before both of them hold the women's championship aloft over her body. What a load of bollocks. Not a good way to end this show at all. Not one of those women came out of this looking any good, if I'm honest. Even Roxanne Perez, who I think's great. She didn't deliver her lines well at all. Booker T just sat there trying to get his catchphrases in. <laughs> Even though that is entertaining and quite funny, but... Yeah... Um, I'm not invested in that match for next week let's just say that and what more can I say about this show every week there's a big gap between the wrestlers that are ready to go on to the main roster and there are a few there but as I said there's a big gap between them and everyone else on the show which is quite worrying for the future there's not many, in my opinion, that are sort of in between, that are showing progress. Uh, yeah, not the best of shows. But that is your NXT review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow if my voice holds up with the AW Dynamite review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.